In this episode, we talk about how to put your customers into the future and have them imagine their life with your product. But before we get into that, Kimberly's got a question for me. All right, Bobby. So I'm going to ask what uh, most children were asked about in kindergarten or so. What did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, that changed so many times. I can't even remember what I used to want to be. Um, everything from an astronaut to a firefighter to a garbage collector at one point in time. I thought that would have been a really interesting job. Um, but, uh, as far as now I do what I really enjoy doing now. So there are times I'm still trying to figure out when I'm going to be an adult, (laughs) but, (laughs) but, um, yeah, no, I, I never thought, I never actually thought that I would be a writer, let alone somebody who's in sales. That, but, you know, when you dream big as a little kid, you know, I've got a kindergartner right now who wants to be a pop singer when he grows up. And so I'm like, okay, let's see how we can make that happen. But he's all into it. So he's like, does his little dance moves. And he's like, mom, look, I'm going to be a pop singer when I grow up. And I, you know, I imagine that I did the same thing when I was exponentially smaller. I just don't tend to remember <laughs> that far back. And I, I cannot for the life of me remember what I used to want to be when I grew up as in, in kindergarten, but it, it's changed throughout the years, like it often mm-hmm. does. Um, although there was a point in time where I wanted to be Lino from Thundercats. I wanted to be you know, <laughs> Thundercats. So yeah. What about yourself, Kimberly? What did you want to be when you grew up? So for the longest time, I, I wanted to be an astronaut and not like a passing fancy. That was my goal. You know, I was looking up the requirements to get into NASA, trying to figure it all out. I went to space camp. Uh, But about the time I went to space camp, I also found out that I would never qualify, uh, which was really, really crushing, actually. Um, And I Uh I still kind of have that adventurous spirit. You know, there's that that vague potential possibility with uh, SpaceX and with all the different uh, companies, you know, talking about private space travel that... I could still do the pioneering thing in space, which I would absolutely love to do. Uh, but yeah. I would totally volunteer for a trip to Mars, but. I would volunteer for a trip to Mars. I would volunteer to be uh, one of the first settlers on the moon, right? Um, I just, I love that idea of being one of the first people to go out and explore space. I want to see it. I want to do it. I love everything about it. And uh, yeah, so I, I really wanted to be an astronaut. Uh, didn't happen, obviously. But, uh, you know, I find it really interesting because like you, I also never dreamed of being a writer, of making a living writing. I actually hated English class. <laughs> that was like the one class I loathe. I was like, I don't want to write. I don't want to do it. Uh, but probably because I was writing about things that I didn't care about. Uh, and that's one of the things I love about doing what I do, right? I get to help people Uh, by writing about things I really care about, things I love, things I find interesting, things I find uh, intriguing, and that can change someone's life for the better. So uh, yeah, I I am a writer, obviously, but uh, I I wanted to be an astronaut. No no question, astronaut was for me. And I think that's a really great transition into what we're talking about today, which is, you know, being able to put your reader into their own future. Ah, future pacing. Yes. Right? You know, that's, that's one of the, uh, the hidden, hidden topics, hidden keys to success, if you will, for any kind of marketing is that what you're really talking about is 
what will their life be like once they have what you're selling, right? How is it going to be improved? How is it going to be easier? What, how are you going to save them time? How are you going to save them money? How are you going to make them money? Uh, whatever it is that you're selling exactly, it's all about putting your audience, putting your reader into the mind of, this is me in two months after I have this, and this is what's changed. Uh, yes, yes. I, I like to do that in a couple of different ways. Number one, when I write for some of my clients, it's about using that active language, right? And I, we've talked about active versus passive language before. And, you know, my fun tri- trick on trying to figure out if I'm in passive language versus active language is if I can f- add by zombies to the sentence and it makes <laughs> So she was taken by zombies is passive because that sentence makes sense. But uh, she's, she's going she's going by zombies doesn't make sense. So that's much more of an active type of uh, sentence. And so when you bring readers in and you kind of put them into what it is that you're, you're selling. So if you're selling a car, you have them feel the grip of the steering wheel as they turn around a corner and you know they, they feel the handling of the vehicle as they're cornering. You know, you can put them into the situation and then what you do is you can help them pretend and act as if they already own the car, this future pacing. And you can say, and now imagine what your friends will say and what your neighbors will say as you pull into the drive in your brand new vehicle. And it helps them to go, oh my God, yes. Because once the brain sees this, hears it, feels it, and it kind of integrates it into your life, you can't help but want to have it. Definitely. And you know, one of the best examples I've seen of future pacing is a a sales email I got once. And it said, you know, it was near the end of their launch segment. segment, right? Uh, the, the cart had been open for a couple of days and it was going to be closing within uh, 24 hours, I think. But instead of sending the normal boring, hey, only 24 hours left, go buy it. They said, I want to talk to you about Monday morning, right? This is on a Thursday or something. Cart closes on Friday. I want to talk to you about Monday morning. I want to talk to you about, you know, you won't have access to XYZ. I want to talk to you about how you're not going to be able to just open uh, you know, the, the next module and get your questions answered about ABC. I want to talk to you about how that's going to feel. What are your thoughts going to be knowing that it's going to take another 12 months until we give you access to this again, if you want it, and it will be more expensive, right? And that's kind of a, it's, it's the general thought uh, behind any good marketing is what will their life be like without this, right? You, you can talk about, oh, we're going to save you 10 hours. We're going to save you $100 uh, a week. We're going to help you uh, convert 50% more customers in the next six months. But a really powerful way to do future pacing is also to get them thinking of what will the future be like if nothing changes, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. It's the if you always do what you've always done. You'll always get what you've always gotten. And you can, instead of using the cliches, which in, in marketing, you, so many cliches, there's, there are, there are so many cliches and you tend to fall by the wayside when you use them. 
but you know, you can let them go imagine six months into the future, you know, and you see two paths. There's two yous. There's the you that decided to take this product, to buy this product or buy this service or whatever it is that is, you know, it's, they're crushing it. They're, you know, doing all the things that you want to see. All the things. Only sin- it's, it's only six months into the future, right? All the things. Yeah. There's great money. Um, and, you know, they're, do- they're doing all the things. They're making all the money. They have all the friends. And this is what they have, depending on, you know, obviously, depending on what it is that you're buying and you're, you know, what you're selling. Or you have the other you, the you in six, that's six months into the future that doesn't have this because they didn't get the product that the your life is exactly the same. You're just six months down the road. You're still struggling with your struggles and, and all these different, the negatives of not having your product, which is just as important. Like we've said, you know, to tell people what do they stand to lose or what do they stand to have more of if it's, you know, from a negative standpoint. Definitely. And one way to really kind of tap into that emotional feeling is it's one of those things where you don't want to be too negative too early because then people just want to leave. They're like, yes, I know my life is miserable, but I don't want to keep reading about it. So I'm going to go. But one of the things you can do is kind of refer back to it while talking throughout the marketing, right? Let's talk (laughs) about uh, uh, an email sequence, for example right? Talking about this new product you're about to launch, you know, have you ever felt like this? Do you know what this is like? I've got something that's going to help. But then, you know, even as you're talking about the benefits, you know, you refer back to how they feel now, right? You can do the future pacing by saying, you know, we'll go back to our grandfather clock from so many episodes ago, right? (laughs) Uh, uh, About how you you love the look of antiques. You you want one that looks like an antique but doesn't chime on the hour every hour because you're tired of getting woken up, right? And, uh, you know, you can talk about how this thing can be uh, turned off remotely. You you can set a timer for when it actually chimes. Uh, Instead of, you know, how now you've got all these great antiques but – they're still keeping you up at night. They're still waking you up. Don't worry about getting woken out of a, a pleasant sleep in the middle of the night because the, the, the gong is going to chime again. You know, that's one way of doing that future pacing is referring the, the benefits that you're talking about and what it's going to be like in the future and then reminding them, what is it like now, right? What yeah. is it like now? You don't want to just kind of list off all, you know, four pages of, oh my gosh, everything is miserable right now, right? Uh, But, you know, bringing them into the story, keeping them engaged, keeping them realizing, okay, this is where I am. This is where it could be. And if I don't do this, nothing will change. But you get that little reminder, you know, all these things, they they feel really good when you realize all the different advantages you could get and Uh then refer back to, you know, yeah, but right now you don't have that right now, this is not what your life looks like. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting when you get into, um, you know, you can, you can make them the hero of their own story because they have your product or they, they try out your service or they've joined your club or whatever it is that again, whatever it is. And, um, what was really interesting, uh, one of my, one of my clients does gluten-free bread and, um, I, I had to learn some of the struggles that people have when they're looking for gluten-free bread. I mean, 
it can be hard or just flat and small, tasteless, tasteless, uh, super expensive and all that type of stuff. And I was able to, through a single email, bring them into becoming the hero of dinner again. And it was, it was actually a really, really powerful email because it talked about their struggles and, you know, oh, and all of these things happen and why, you know, why, why does bread have to taste horrible and all this type of stuff, you know, so I sent my team out to go look for things. We couldn't find any, we created our own. And now you can become the hero of dinner again, because dinner rolls are back on the table. And so it was, it was really, you know, it was a really intentional way to kind of pull them into the future of look what you have capable for you now. And we did really well with that. In fact, sent it out a couple of times and he constantly has to keep ordering more product, which is a good problem to have. It's a very good problem to have. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So when you're talking about future pacing and when you're talking about painting the picture for your audience, though, it doesn't need to be, um, you know, if you will, the, it, it needs to be a part of what you're doing, but it's not Absolutely. everything. Because if you always say it will, it will, it will, it will, it kind of brings you out of the story. So you want to, you know, mix up the language. You want to mix up the different ways that you talk about the future. But you also, you know, the the, the product is always got to be in the marketing itself as well. Uh, but talking about that transformation, right? Talking about what is the change, and and kind of putting it front and center for anything that they're going to be saying, right? You, you talk about the benefits, but then also you, you want to bring that in, right? Well, yeah. Benefit A. Yeah. Right. You, you want to talk about future pacing. It's a really powerful tool when you put it into your marketing. But you also need to be careful that it, it's not always the same, right? I will this. I will this. I will this. I will this. One way you can uh, put people into that future pacing, that imagining in their head is, you have the access, blah, 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 right? When talking, even on a sales page, when you buy this, you gain access too. And then everything is not an ING verb. It's not a you will. It's a you have. Yeah. Right? Because you're, you're talking about something in the future, but you're also giving them that idea that it's there. It's right there. It's theirs for the taking right now. Yeah, absolutely. Another thing that's, in, that's important to remember is – if the details that you give matter, make sure they're there. If they don't matter, let your prospects and customers fill in the blanks in their own head. So when you tell them to imagine, let's go back to the car, for example. When you tell them to imagine themselves in the car, if you are selling um, Ford excursions, which is what I have, then it matters to tell them that it's a Ford excursion, right? Imagine yourself sitting in your excursion, the diesel is humming and you're driving down the road. But if the color of the car doesn't matter, don't tell them that they're sitting in a hot pink excursion. I don't have a hot pink excursion, but you know, don't tell them that they're (laughs) sitting in, don't give them that level of detail because when they imagine themselves in the car, they will imagine the color of the car, it'll be, they'll automatically fill it in because it's detail that's pertinent to them, but it's not pertinent to you telling the story to get them into that 
example. Let them build some of it in their head because they take more ownership of it. And once they have more ownership of that future-paced idea, that acting as if they're in this vehicle, then they get out of this and go, I want a red one. Right? <laughs> so that's what they do. They're, they're like, yes, I'll take one and I want the red one. Right? Because they right. fill in those it, details. And it, it helps them uh, make that decision because they can continue to personalize it in their mind. Right? I, I've got the freedom. I've got the the smooth turns. I've got the uh, easy open doors for when my hands are full, whatever. Uh, and now when I get out of that car, it's like, okay, yeah, I do want the red one. And that's helping them make that decision. Because if you, you're absolutely, I agree. If you add too much of the detail or if you make it too specific to one of your buyers, right? Most, most companies, they have more than one buyer. So you want to be able to either have a complete campaign just for that type of buyer, but then that buyer type still has many different variations. So, you know, making sure that you've got that future pace and you've got that painting the picture of what life, how life will improve and be different and how it's going to be better than what it is currently, but not being too many details. Yeah. So that you, you kind of bring them out of the story being like, oh, that's not me. I'm done. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think we've uh, talked a lot about future pacing and kind of some tricks on how to uh, get the future pacing into your marketing. Do you have any final thoughts, Bobby? No. Other than if you're absolute, I mean, if you're not telling somebody to imagine their life with your product, whether it's to imagine it just current or even imagine it in the future, I highly, highly, highly recommend just putting that out there, just putting, writing out, imagine if, or imagine what your life would look like. And then just finish that sentence out a little bit and build out the paragraph. And that's a great place to start. Even if it's not, well, go six months into the future, go a year into the future. Once we've got everything set up for you, just invite them to imagine life with your product. Definitely. Um, And I would add on to that, you know, imagine as a starting point, Imagine as a starting point, both in the copy and both in the actual painting of the future. Uh, you know, use it as a starting point to get your ideas in place and then play around with it a bit. But what's really important is anytime that you're talking about what you're selling, you want to draw the reader in so they can become the hero of their own story, as we've talked about. Uh, because, you know, who doesn't want a, a little bit of an easier life or, you know, less stress or more money, Right. That's just one way of doing it, and you need to kind of paint that picture of how that will look for them to make it really powerful and impactful. You've been listening to Chatting with Copywriters, and in this episode, we talked about how to put your reader into the future with your product. If you like this episode, feel free to smash that subscribe button so you get future episodes delivered to your favorite digital device. We'd love your ratings and reviews, so take a few seconds and let us know what you think. Also, if you want to be on an episode, visit our website at chattingwithcopywriters.com slash guests.